We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Not the one that I wanted. Get the one you want. Welcome back into the Fantasy Football Sunday podcast. I am your host, Steven Serta. I swear, eventually we're going to have some updated news on some fantasy things we are working on here yep. at 610 Sports Radio. Mm-mm. We uh, do have some production and stuff like that that we're working on. I just haven't really gotten around to it because I'm a busy person. I am joined by Dusty Likens. I'm glad that you decided to introduce me after you introduced everyone to your problems. <laughs> Steven Serta, everybody. As Ten per usual. Per usual. <laughs> um, we did do a uh, waiver wire pickup podcast this week. Make sure you go download that at 610sports.com or on the radio.com app. Do it. But we want to get into some matchups a little bit. Uh, tomorrow night's Thursday night football, Titans, Jags. I'm <laughs> sure most people aren't super excited about that. Uh, I do have DJ Chart going. He's been mm. pretty good. Hopefully he can keep it going with Gardner Minshew as his quarterback. But where we actually want to start today... Chiefs running backs. Yeah, man. It's getting horny, right? No helmet on LaShawn McCoy today. No helmet on uh, Damian Williams today. So maybe the game of the weekend. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's at noon on Sunday at Arrowhead. Okay. So it's like it's going to be a great game, but it's not like it got moved to a primetime window or something like that. Because they can't. If it was week four, it would have gotten flexed in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's at noon on Sunday. That's right. It's an early game. And it's going to be so rainy and disgusting, too. But... Chiefs Ravens, right? Gonna be awesome. We hope you know Lamar Jackson has looked like an MVP candidate so far in the season. Patrick Mahomes is Holding just the, crown. the most ridiculous quarterback that I've ever seen in my entire life. That that touchdown, that first touchdown pass to me, Cole Hardman last week, the that, flick. Di- that didn't get <laughs> called back yeah. because of a penalty. He threw that off of one foot. Was it his bad foot? It was like, yeah, like, because, you know, he still has a bum ankle. He's still moving around a little gingerly. He literally threw it off of one foot 60 yards in the air, and it was just one of those things that, like, you see it, like, he sees it in a split second, and he just, like, his reaction time's so quick, it's just like, wait, what? And it looks like No one else can do that. That's stupid. And he's just, like, flicking the ball, too, which is... Yeah. Can we just go ahead real quick? I know this doesn't have to take up the whole time, but, like... Maybe Pat Mahomes was a first-round pick. Like his touchdown passes are forty yards almost every yeah, time. Yeah, I is mean, damn near. Two- honestly, I don't. I don't even have an issue with you. Like yeah. with all the people that took him number one overall. Anymore. I'm sorry for being crazy like, on that, but yeah, I forgive. I mean, I still wouldn't do it personally. My God, but I don't really have a problem with it now because I mean, the dude. Yeah, he's just. 350 yards, four touchdowns every week. Every week, like that. That's just. That's just. That's that's like his floor yeah. right now. Yeah, ceiling's like six. Yeah, and his five. ceiling. And if he doesn't, 
against the Raiders, if he doesn't get that 72-yard touchdown callback uh, for McCall Hardman, he's got over 500 yards in that game, and, and he didn't touchdowns. do anything in the first quarter. No. Like, they were just dicking around in the first quarter. Or the third, they weren't, they or weren't the even, fourth. They weren't even trying in, in, the, in the first quarter. And what's crazy, too, is that, like, they know you're not going to run, and they still pass, and they still get... It's not the thing that they get, like, Tom Brady, how he'll have, like, three touchdowns, 300 yards, it doesn't make sense, but, like, Mahomes, it just gets, like, it's... It's 25 yards a throw, which in fantasy, for most fantasy leagues, that's one point every time Patrick Mahomes throws the ball. And then he throws touchdowns of 40 yards, so you do that math, that's almost six points every time he gets a touchdown, which is the same amount of value that a receiver gets minus the catch. But yeah, that's all I want to say about Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry to people that I thought you were crazy for taking him in the first round. So, God, I can't believe I'm say this, but I agree with O.J. Simpson for once in my life. I, I still don't think it's the smartest thing in the world to do. It's doing pretty good I, right now. I, I still think that Jackson a lot of people 40. who chose to take Patrick Mahomes number one overall, I think that their teams probably maybe are two and zero, maybe one and one because you had Patrick Mahomes. But I don't think that you filled out your roster quite as nicely because you took Patrick Mahomes number one overall when there's still tons of value to be had at the quarterback position. But I'm not quite as mad about it. No. Because if the dude goes out and throws for 55 touchdowns, you can't really complain Again, about it. Yeah. But uh, the running back situation, right? So now we get to gloat our own horns about Darwin Thompson, who we were both high on. We both have him rostered. Is that right? Most yes. of your leagues? I have him in one league. Sort of in like 18 leagues because he's nice. Um, I just picked him back up today. I dropped Will Fuller. I know that might be a mistake. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I just think that Darwin Thompson you need to keep your eye on this week in the Chiefs running back situation. It's Chad Kelly. You don't need to think about that. Um, we both have reminders of Adam Schefter, and he just tweeted the Colts have waved a quarterback no one cares about. But anyways, I think this week you need to keep your eyes on Darwin Thompson because if they're not practicing with a helmet on Wednesday, Wednesday, of course, is the basically the reveal day to the rest of the week. Thursday's the most important practice day, I believe, because that's how you know if they're in there, they're going to play. If they're not in there, they're most likely. If you don't play on Thursday or practice on Thursday, you most likely don't play on Sunday. I know Andy Reid's different. He wants to get these two. One of these guys is a vet that's going to get time as whatever. One's got a foot injury. One's got a knee injury. But Darwin Thompson, man, a lot of pop at the beginning of the year in, in, uh, in training camp. Also, when it came to preseason, I know you're more advanced on Darwin Thompson than I am. But we both agree that he's definitely somebody you should roster this week. I believe that's true. Well... Yeah, he, you don't have he's to start def- him. Yeah, I mean he's definitely somebody you should probably pick up if he's available, and he is available in a lot of leagues right now. I believe. I mean, probably not in the Kansas City market. Sure, which is <laughs> like, to be expected because everybody in this market took Mahomes first overall. Yeah, because well, and you you know you just as I mentioned earlier this week, like he's available in eighty percent of. He's only rostered in twenty percent, right? Yeah, like you you don't have uh, you know you don't have Tyree Kill for another month or so. Maybe um, you're going to, to play. Uh, get get out of here with that. <laughs> uh, his don't sling, you love that? His sling, his sling was off in the locker Looks room. Great. And he's dribbling around. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that means he's ready to get he's drilled back. by a 240 pound cornerback. Yeah, he's back for full contact. I'm sure that means he's ready to go. I'm sure. I'm sure. Sweet Rick's over there. Like, yeah. oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, he almost he's got his, good. his uh, clavicle almost went through his heart, but he's fine yeah. after a week. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine for him to take full I had contact. To throw that jab. I thought that was funny today on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, no, he's he looks like he's, he's ready to at go. Le- he's at least a month out. Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. You start all those guys, yeah. right? Like you Not have to you, you have to start all those guys every week. 
their floor is 100 to 150 yards and a touchdown. For every single one of those players, every single week. And Kelsey seems like he's the safest option right now. Like he's, you know... 90 yards and a touchdown. Like that that's his floor every single week with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. Everybody else is probably going to be a little bit more of a dart throw, but that's the upside that you're looking at in this offense. That's right. what that's what you take. And and it's different than your normal boom or bust player like your normal Deshaun Jackson or Robbie Anderson. Like this is consistent. They're doing it all the time. Right. It's just going to different pe- people every week. So you it's the worth the risk is worth it, in my mind, to start those guys every week. But you haven't gotten anything out of the running game so far. So, like, in a couple of leagues that I'm in, you know, somebody took LaShawn McCoy, um, and it was after the Bills had already cut him. Sure. And then the Chiefs signed him later that day. Right. I did two drafts that day that he got signed by the Chiefs. And they were super ecstatic about it because they assumed that he was going to be the starting role. Now, it has been a, you know, a two-headed type of thing. But neither one of them's been that effective. Like, no. LeSean McCoy is a better runner. He's yeah. a better runner. I think he's a more talented running back than Damian Williams. He's just old. He's just not the same player that he used to be. Yeah. And Damian Williams, in that regard, is a talented player. He's obviously looked like a good pass-catching running back, but he's not a guy that's going to continue to get you carries. So I think Darwin Thompson does still have upside. And that was part of the reason I, I was saying I wouldn't draft Damian Williams in the second round all offseason is because he's never stayed healthy. Now they're both hurt. Mm-hmm. Now LaShawn McCoy was, you know, he was involved, but, I mean, it was like walkthroughs and stuff like that. He wasn't full participant in yeah. practice. Damian Williams isn't practicing. Remember, Damian Williams missed a bunch of training camp, too, did. They with were an in, injury. With frustration, too, from the coaching staff. Yes, and, and Andy Reid was noticeably frustrated about it because, you know, they didn't go draft anybody. No. They didn't go sign anybody. And there was some there's some good running backs that were on the market this offseason. Some guys that they should have taken a look at that they didn't because they thought that Damian Williams was going to be their top guy. Right. He's hurt again. And this was the issue that I told that I warned everybody about. He's literally never stayed healthy in his entire entire career prior to that run last season into the postseason, which everybody was saying, Oh, he's priest Holmes now. He's yeah. Priest Holmes. He's a guy who's literally going to be a top five running back in the NFL. He just never got a fair chance in Miami. No, there's a reason Priest Holmes is literally like the only player that's ever done that. Yeah. Like um, Damian Williams is a talented player, but come on. Like, like, like you can't be shocked about this. So, yes, if Darwin Thompson's available in your league, go pick him up. Put him on your bench. I don't think you start him. I'm actually trying to trade him right now that's because I'm move. in leagues with a bunch of Chiefs fans. And if I can get value for him... I'm going to do it because I I don't think that he's going to be the lead back. And Daryl Williams was getting carries at the end of that game. And so I think with Darwin Thompson, I think that he is talented. I think that he has potential to have a role in this offense. I think with him, it's the pass blocking. And I don't think that they're willing to risk putting him out there and letting him get, get let letting somebody get a blindside hit off on Pat or something like that. Because like, we we are raving about that in the preseason. This is something that I tell people all the time too, because we overreact to everything as sports fans. Is in the preseason, you know, Darwin Thompson early on training camp, we see him getting lit up trying to pass block. Sure, and then a couple games in the preseason, oh my god, he knows how to block now. He's hitting blocks like he's yeah. actually stuffing people. He's actually you know hitting people low and taking them out to protect the quarterback. But that was against 
second and third string guys. Like that's right. not against Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. That's not against Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Like that's not against the top end pass rushers that you're going to see week in and week out when you're playing against number ones in the NFL. And sorry, Darwin, I don't think you're capable of blocking those guys. I don't know if you'll ever be capable of blocking not at his those size. Guys. Like, Darren Sproles is an okay blocker, I guess. Like, he could become that, but I don't think he's that right now. And I think the Chiefs are telling us that. So I think you have to add him, but I don't think that he's somebody. If you can add him and then he has any type of role in this offense this week, I would trade him because it's all about the pass for the Chiefs anyway. Yeah, and I mean, with the Chiefs offense, like, you can use that as so much trade bait, it's ridiculous. Like, if when in, when Tyreek Hill comes back in a month and you're sitting on... Let's say Demarcus Robinson has another couple solid performances. I don't know if he's ever going to do what he did against the Oakland Raiders in the Demarcus Robinson game that they've titled that game apparently. Chiefs players are trade bait. The other thing I want to be I want to be overcautious about, I guess, this week is that let's see how the Chiefs move forward without their left tackle. Like that kind of scares me with Pat Mahomes in that running game. But obviously, what we've seen is Eric Fisher didn't hardly play at all in last week's game, and Pat Mahomes didn't skip a beat at least in the second quarter. Um, first, third, and fourth were a little bit different of a story, but I think at that point in the second half, they had realized that Oakland had no chance. Um, but uh, I'm with Serta. I think that if you have Darwin Thompson, because if you think about it, let's be real here for a second. If you think about it, there's a lot of running backs that are currently hurt or they're not performing the way they should. And right now in fantasy football, a lot of people get eager, and that brings up trades. Like Todd Gurley's literally doing what everyone thought he wasn't going to do that drafted. Like they're not literally using Todd Gurley the way they've ever used him before. They're not using Nick Chubb in the passing game. LaShawn McCoy's hurt. Damian Williams is hurt. This is when you can flex your hog and really use people that might be trade bait, like a Darwin Thompson or a, I don't know, another backup that's in like, uh, what's the cat that's behind James Conner, who's also banged up. Running backs are hurt. Jalen Samuels. Yeah, Jalen Samuels, another guy that you can look at as well. Well, part of the problem, too, right now is that a lot of these teams that we thought were going to be really good haven't been very good. No. Like... Dallas is a team that you should have been on early in the season, but you know we we didn't really know what the Zeke situation was. We Correct. were kind of, we were hoping and praying that Zeke was going to sign. Eventually, he did obviously that worked out. Dallas looks like they are the best team in the NFC right now, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, the Eagles are super banged up, I, and so okay, let's let's talk about trade scenarios yeah. for a second because I think you should always be trying to trade. I try to trade as much as possible before the season even starts. Yeah. Because people get a little trigger happy. And they get and, attached to their players. And they will yes. And and people will people will move guys before really understanding the value of those individual players. I, I, I've been known to do that in a lot of leagues in the past, and then those guys blow up and people think people get mad at me and think that I have like some type of inside information. It's like, no, I just that's fun, research, isn't it? I just researched this. Yeah, it's my job. And, yeah. I just I just researched this. Yeah, sorry. And I and I know what athletic profiles I like in my in my players. And I look at the schedule of the rest of the I, season. Yeah. And I I look at the opportunity. Yes. And I say, okay, I think this guy's got, got an opportunity to have an impact in this team. Yeah. And so I go after those guys early on in the season. And People get mad about stuff like that uh, in a lot of my leagues, but that's why you should always be trying to trade. And a part of the problem I know in most fantasy leagues is everybody's trying to screw one another over. Um, there's hardly ever a circumstance where a trade is actually fair for both parties. 
And I get that. That sometimes that's the price of doing business. Right. But that's why you always got to have other trades in the works. That's why you yeah. always got to be looking for other. Just stuff. because you're trading for a guy doesn't mean you plan on keeping him on your roster. You might be trading him to trade him for somebody else. Like it's kind of like the game of pool. You're always worried about your next uh-huh. shot, not the shot you're currently on. Also, okay. So this week I've had a ton of people send me screenshots on Twitter. Um, God, you're popular. I, I am, man. Just and I've ever grown. I've, I've got less than 900 followers, so I have. Yeah. No so go follow. <laughs> go follow at Dusty Likens on Twitter. I'm all the way up to like 2,300. But so I said, had a lot of people send me uh, screenshots and messages and stuff on Twitter this week asking about trade si- What's situations. What's the most popular one you've gotten? It's mostly people trying to trade quarterbacks okay. to teams that lost Drew Brees or Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Um, in that circumstance, if I was a Ben Roethlisberger owner or a Drew Brees owner, I would not be interested in trading anybody for a quarterback um, right. because I think that there's value on the waiver wire. I think that you can go get guys on the waiver wire and you just have to play the matchups based on who your backup is. Like if you're quarterback by committee, if your quarterback was Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton, yeah, that's a different story. That, that That's a different situation where I would be a little stressed out and I'd be freaking out and I would probably try to go make a trade. But in that particular situation, I don't think that I need to wheel and deal to get another quarterback because I think you find serviceable guys on the waiver wire. That being said, if somebody's going to offer you Patrick Mahomes or Dak Prescott, who Dak Prescott has shown that I think Dak Prescott's a legit elite fantasy quarterback. Yeah, he's right comfortable now. in that like Moore offense, man. Yes, and, and he was and Dak Prescott the back half of last season was an elite fantasy quarterback. He started out the season really slow. But after they added Amari Cooper, after they kind of got into a rhythm down the stretch and they went on that run to get into the postseason, like they, Dak Prescott was an elite fantasy producer at the quarterback position and he has kept it going this season. So if, and Dak Prescott's a guy that I would target if he's available in a lot of leagues because I don't think people are looking at him like that yet and they should be. Right. I think that people look at Russell Wilson as much more of a viable, like, elite fantasy option than they do Dak Prescott. And I think I would rather have Dak Prescott than Russell Wilson. Because yeah, right Dak's now. running more with his legs than Russell Wilson is these days. Like, Russell Wilson, I think the running days are, they're not as there as they used to be. Obviously, he's getting older. Dak's just in a better situation. Correct. And a better like, line. He, he's got a better offensive line. He's got better weapons. And Michael Gallup did get hurt. He's going to be out probably he's a month. He's got the best running back in the game. Uh, but, you know. That Devin Devin Smith, former New York Jet, right, tore two ACLs. Uh his his Why carved out your face? his carved out a role on this roster. Two blown out ACLs. I just, I for, you laugh? I, no. God, what do you think about Darius Geis? That guy's that guy's brutal too. Well, I mean, I think that guy needs to question whether or not he's got the right type of dedication <laughs> to make it in the in this sport. Uh real quick, on your quarterbacks on the Raver Wire, I'm just looking at my league in ESPN and I'm in a 12 team league. It's pretty serious, 100 bucks. Everybody pretty much pays attention to the point. Uh Winston, Brissett, Stafford, Cousins, Miles, uh Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, Case Keenum, Mariota, Derek Carr, Flacco, all those guys are available and a lot of them have favorable matchups. Carr, terrible matchup against Minnesota. Mariota against Jacksonville, not a good matchup. Keenum against Chicago, also not good. But Rudolph, new quarterback in the system. They're probably going to see what he has against San Francisco. Cousins plays Oakland. I know Jameis Winston scares the crap out of everybody, but he plays the Giants. And Brissett plays Atlanta. And Atlanta doesn't really have that great of a defense. And that could be a shootout in that game. So those are just some available quarterbacks that we're talking about in this league. Yeah. 
Uh, you you can find value on the waiver wire, but a lot of it is people trying to trade quarterbacks. So if you can go get Dak Prescott right now, yeah, I think you do it because I think that's if that's a move that you can make and you can make it at a reasonable cost where you give up. Like I would give up Sony Michelle for Dak Prescott. You think right somebody now. would do that? Yeah, you uh, think it'd be you think it's a one v one with Dak? It'd be a one for one. Yes, yes, because well, because people don't value. People would look at Tony Michelle and be like, Patriots. well, he's the number one running back on a really, really good offense. So, I mean, generally, you don't trade a number one running back for a quarterback. Correct. Like, in most circumstances, unless it happens to be a Patrick Mahomes. But I would be perfectly comfortable with moving Tony Michelle for Dak Prescott because I think Dak Prescott is a potential league winner if you've got the other pieces in place. Correct. Like, if, if all you did... You know, if you drafted Ben Roethlisberger to be your starter and Cam Newton's your backup, you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. Cam Newton's in a walking boot again. Right. And and you know, and you and you probably coming out of your draft, say those were the two quarterbacks you took. You were feeling good about it. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, I got got really good value at Cam because he is injured, but once he gets healthy, he's still a baller. Right. You know, Ben throws it a ton. He throws forty five times a game. You know, you're going to get a bunch of bunch of volume out of that offense. And now we're not even three weeks into the season, and you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So, if but if you still have a good team, other than that, and you can move a you know a top twenty running back, I guess right. is what Sony Michelle. I would put Sony Michelle. I think that's fair. Like like, right if I, like I, I can move him for a guy that I think is going to be a top three fantasy quarterback. Sure, I would do that. Yeah, I'd say Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott are your top three in the first two weeks of the season. And that's going to continue moving forward because uh, there's some bad defenses in the NFC East. Bad defenses. Yeah. There's some bad teams. And the NFC in general, that's more deep than the AFC. But still, like, yeah, there's not a lot of good teams in the NFC uh, East. But I agree, man. I think you should. Like, if you could trade, like, a Freeman, even, like, a Devontae Freeman for a Dak Prescott, I'd do it. So, a team that I am heavily invested in in a lot of leagues. The Browns. It's going to hurt me. No, not even the Browns. I what I, I mean... I am invested in the Browns a little bit, not as much as you would think for how much I love them. You still love Nick Chubb as much um, as you do? Yes. Why? He I do catch still the like ball. Nick Chubb. But he doesn't catch the ball. He has a bad offensive he line. He will get that role figured out. They he have can a buy- catch the ball. He's done it before. But they're not letting he's him. He's fine. You going to talk to Freddie yeah. Kitchens? Yeah, Freddie needs to chill out. Okay, well, he's not. he is chilled out. He needs to amp it up a bit. I traded Nick oh, Chubb I mean, already. It has Week to three. do with the offense as a whole. Yes, their offensive line's bad. Odell looks They did good. not address it. They traded away their best offensive lineman for whatever reason. The joke They've been that dumping I seen offensive linemen for, for four years now. I don't know why. Because um, they're the Browns. He had a touchdown week one. He got hurt in that game against the Jets. He got a concussion. Okay. And then, okay. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, Chubb is nowhere to be found. When, I mean, last yeah. game he had 19 points. He had a late hit, an early touchdown, but he's just yes. you don't throw him the ball. And I'm, yeah. I'm afraid for my life okay, for when well, Kareem Hunt comes two, back in week two. Eight. We're two weeks in. Okay. We're two weeks in. They have Nick a bye in week six, and then Kareem Hunt back in week eight. Nick Chubb is a very good football well, player. I no longer have a Chubb for Chubb. But so. the Philadelphia Eagles mm, just got decimated by the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday night. Deshaun out. Alshon Jeffrey got hurt. Deshaun Jackson got hurt. Dallas Goddard got hurt. Carson Wentz got hurt and left the game at one point. He did come back. (laughs) Zach Ertz got hurt, left the game at one point. He did come back. Darren Sproles, I'm pretty sure, got hurt, left the game. Shocker there. He did come back. They lost Tim Jernigan for like six weeks because he broke his foot. 
They already lost Malik Jackson for the season in week one. Like these, this Eagles team is just falling apart right now. So you falling in love with Aguilar again? And I am. It is crushing me because I was. I have a lot of shares of Carson Wentz uh, because my strategy was they were so deep at every offensive position. It was like, dude, there's just too many mouths to feed. Instead of drafting a lot of Eagles offensive players because I assume their offense is going to be good. I'm just going to get the guy who's going to be throwing to all of the offensive players. Yeah. So I drafted Carson Wentz in a bunch of leagues, banking on the fact that he would stay healthy, return to that MVP caliber form we saw a few years ago. And now everybody is just falling apart. I'm a little bit worried about it, but I they they seem optimistic that uh, Jeffrey and Jackson, like they couldn't. Jeffrey's got some type of calf injury. Deshaun, I don't even remember what his issue is. It's like a quad, right? Yeah, but they're saying Deshaun's probably going to miss a couple of weeks. I don't know if they've actually put any news. They also out said that about Jeffrey, but that's because Alshon Jeffrey. That's because they're um, playing like what three games in like a two week span almost. Yeah, it's, like it's Thursday uh, night, Monday yeah, night. Yeah, they've Sunday got night. yeah they've got some short windows right, in between yeah, yeah. games. So, I mean, that, that raises the value of Nelson Aguilar, who had over 100 yards um, in that game on Monday night. He also dropped what would have been an easy game-winning touchdown. Mm, you ain't lying. Um, but, I mean, I think he's definitely an ad in your league. He, he has to be in what's going to be what's still a good offense, like what, what's still an offense with a good offensive line that's going to have a reasonable running game. Zach Ertz is still there. Zach Ertz is going to command all the volume that he commanded last year. Mm-hmm. And Nelson Aguilar is going to get looks, I guess. So I, I would go pick up Aguilar. Um, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who I dropped in the league, he's a guy that you should definitely be interested in. Right. Um, but I'm starting to worry about Philadelphia. I really am. Is it because the injuries or just because, like, you just – you're worried about Wentz more than anything. Like maybe he's not the MVP caliber quarterback that we thought he could be because he looked terrible against Atlanta. Yeah, but Atlanta. that was just an ugly, ugly game. Like Atlanta is, that's what that's Dan Quinn's wet dream is is what that game that they just My played. God, Dan Quinn's wet dream. Yeah, that game that they just played <laughs> is Dan Quinn's wet dream. That's what since he started assembling that defense in Atlanta, yeah. that was everything he's hoped and dreamed that it would be. And I I loved Atlanta's defense last season, and they just had tons of injuries. They they wound up with like seven starters on IR at one Correct. point last year. What? Okay, so uh, stick with Atlanta. Where are you at with Cal Ridley right now? Because Cal Ridley's balling again, man. And last year he balled in the first couple games he was yeah. in. But I mean, I know Julio Jones has actually scored in back to back weeks, which is really surprising with Julio Jones. But my God. Calvin Ridley is playing out of his mind already again. Yeah. Oh, I think Calvin Ridley is just a great player. You play it like, oh, man, how, I don't know. I need to make a trade for Cal Ridley. I just came to the yes. top of my head. I mean, cause especially if you're a Michael Gallup owner who's going to miss at least a month because he's got to have his meniscus shaved. I still don't know what that that's entails. Weird. I don't know how that's like an injury. Like, does do you, do you tear a meniscus? Do they actually use like a razor? And then it like protrudes. I don't know. I but mean, your they, meniscus that was like right. In the, it's like down here on your kneecap. So yeah, I mean, they got to go they in there. His like, meniscus has to be shaved. And is that it's different gonna, than a I scope? Think, I'm pretty sure Joe Mixon had the same thing last season, and he and he and missed it messed a him month. Up. Yeah, it messed him up. Uh, he missed a month, and then he came back, and he was pretty effective still. So I think Michael Gallup will be just fine. Uh, it does suck because he was he actually led the Cowboys in targets through the first two weeks. For sure. Obviously, um, that raises the profile of some of those other Dallas pass catchers. 
Uh, and Amari Cooper is going to continue to get a ton of volume. Uh, Devin Smith's a guy that we already mentioned. He had a good game, I guess. I think he's set is up this, two this ACL week. Guy? Yeah, he set <laughs> he's set up this week to have another good game potentially. So. Also, don't want to don't want to do it again. But uh, we told you to pick up Jason Witten at tight end and uh, touchdown I mean, last you week. You did. I did not. How's it going? Touchdown last week, twelve point five points in uh, ESPN fantasy leagues. Better than my guy T.J. Hawkinson. Didn't do anything. Jason Witt, man, I'm telling you, red zone machine. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out. He's a red zone machine. Ah, and Dak finds him, man. That's two weeks, two touchdowns. The best announcer on Monday Night Football's history, uh, Jason Witten. Some of the most frustrating stuff of the of week two of the NFL season. Tevin Coleman already injured for the San Francisco 49ers. Correct. Matt Breida looked like he was going to be in the lead role. We figured Raheem Mostert was going to have some type of role. He was a badass. Matt Breida was also a badass. He averaged like 10 yards per carry. Yeah, you were pissed about Mozart, though. I remember yeah, that tweet because when he Mostert, had that long touchdown. Mostert had like, seven, <laughs> had like seven or eight yards per carry. And then boom. He got the touchdown. He got, I think he got two touchdowns. And then Jeff Wilson came in, the third string running back they just brought up from the practice squad. Correct. He, he played last year when they had a bunch of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came in and also had a touchdown. So Matt Breida looked like the baller that we know that he is. But he didn't get any touchdown work. And then Kyle Shanahan today said that Raheem Mostert's going to be their red zone back. And it's incredibly infuriating because Matt Breed is obviously the most talented runner on the team. According to Steven He's averaging 10 yards per carry. He only had like 13 carries in that game. And he's not going to get an opportunity to get a touchdown ever unless he breaks off like an 80-yard run. Oh, my God. He's a Breida fan. He doesn't like Mostert. He's not a fan of him. I mean, I like Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert had a brutal arm break last season. It was disgusting. You didn't laugh about that. Like, you laughed about that other guy's torn ACLs uh-huh. and a shaved <laughs> meniscus. But I guess when it's a, when it's a gruesome arm injury, it's not. Man, I feel bad either. for you. I didn't laugh about that guy's ACLs. Yeah, you did. And you're still <laughs> laughing. You're literally lying to everyone right now. You're still hysterically laughing about a guy blowing out two ACLs. And you also thought it was hilarious. The guy gets his uh, meniscus shaved. I don't think it's hilarious. You can't even do it. That, you can't even talk about it. I don't think that it's hilarious that he blew out two ACLs. Okay. I was just thinking about the fact that once upon a time, that guy was thought to be like a real prospect for the New York Jets, mm. and then he tore his two ACLs. Here comes the And grin. nobody's heard of him since mm. until he caught like a 70-yard touchdown on Sunday. We also talk about Robbie Anderson's profile pick on ESPN's leagues. My goodness, that hair is outstanding. I haven't seen it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know where we're at right now. We were talking so, about torn ACLs. So Matt Breida and Fury, and that's in a full committee, but I mean, the, all of those guys are going to have roles. So literally Breida and Mostert are the guys to own. Uh, but if you're in a super deep league, Jeff Wilson's a guy you absolutely have to add right. if he's hasn't been added in your league already. Uh, but I think, but Breida and Mostert, the same thing with Coleman and Breida are going to have weekly starting fantasy value. Uh, Philip Lindsay, the Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. got uh, got shafted against the Chicago Bears. Phil Lindsay is a guy who was taken quite a bit higher, second-year player, of course, who had a breakout year one campaign. Uh, him and Royce Freeman are just in a timeshare now. Yep. Again, him and Royce Freeman are literally just splitting things 50-50, and Royce Freeman has been a little bit more effective. Philip Lindsay was at least supposed to have the passing game locked down, 
and Royce Freeman actually had more catches and more yards than Philip Lindsay did this past week against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with Philip Lindsay. I know a guy that drafted him in our league had him last year and it was a really good play this year. He's now riding the pine for nine to steal a word from or a phrase from Rex Hudler. But uh, yeah, Philip Philip Lindsay is not a guy that you should have in your starting roster right now due to the fact of uh, he's he's not getting the production that he once had. Is that injury or is it, what's going on with Philip Lindsay? Uh, he's coming back from the wrist injury, which ended his season early last year. Sure. Um, I just don't know if, you know, coaching change um, and and these players so often, it's not even about talent. It's a product of circumstance. But we also see a lot where, you know, a guy will come out of nowhere, he'll have a breakout season, and then he just kind of disappears. And and that happens a ton in the NFL. Uh, Zach Stacy comes to mind. A Jeremy Lankford comes to mind. Like, these are guys that came out of nowhere as rookies and had a thousand, had thousand yard seasons and then two years later they were they they were just gone. Thomas right. Rawls for the Seattle Seahawks. Like yeah. Like you see guys like that, you see stuff like that happen all the time. I think Philip Lindsay's a little bit more talented than those guys. Um you know he he got voted into a Pro Bowl last year. It was because a lot of other guys sat yeah. out. That doesn't really mean much. But he still got the opportunity um, it just feels like you know maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a system maybe uh, Vic Fangio and his coaching staff just prefer the bigger bruising style of running to Royce Freeman because Royce Freeman he doesn't look particularly special. Mm-hmm. Like nothing about Royce Freeman makes me think that he's he should be a you know, twenty five a carry a game back. Like he's not explosive. He's not fast. He doesn't do anything particularly well, so there's nothing exciting about Royce Freeman. Yeah, and I also got to remember, Philip Lindsay was an undrafted free agent out of the University of Colorado, so he's basically like a backyard experiment that worked out last year, and now it's just not working out as well. So don't forget about that. I mean, he's undrafted. I, I think that you're, they're still. I think they're. They both have starting value. Um, I would like to see one of them take control of that, but through two weeks, it is a legit fifty-fifty time split. They can't decide which one of them is more effective. And recently it's been Royce Freeman. So I think Royce Freeman might be the guy that I would rather own right now. Uh, I It's not a situation where like Tampa Bay, where Ronald Jones had a really good week one, and then he played like seven snaps in week two, and Peyton Barber came out. Like It's not like that where they keep going back and forth. They can't make up their damn minds about who should be the starter. It gets a legit 50-50 time split. Which I don't like that in running back situations. No, I don't think anybody does. I don't like that in any situation. You don't split things 50-50 with people all the time, with anybody in any walk of life, really. Which is kind of like what's going to happen with Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. That's not going to happen because Chubb's better at catching. That's not true. But wrap this thing up. So real quick before we get out of here, what are you going to do with the Saints offensive players without Drew Brees for the next month? I'm going to stay away from anybody that's not Alvin Kamara, which means if you didn't draft him in the top seven picks, then you probably don't have him, so you don't need to worry about it. Obviously, Michael Thomas, you have to play because he's a top ten pick. But anybody else, I'm staying away from. Don't want any part of it because that team has just been uh, – the head has been cut off of their entire leader, and that's not good for teams in the NFL. Yeah. Do not trade for Traquan Smith. What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Stay away. I don't trust Rudolph yet. James Conner's banged up. Juju's still banged up after the other game the other night. I don't know if he's ready for that role as the number one receiver. I stay away from anybody in Pittsburgh, even though I've rostered McDonald. It's not good for Pittsburgh as well. The James Washington-Mason Rudolph connection is going to be a very real thing. They played at Oklahoma State together. I'm trying to pick up James Washington in multiple leagues right now. 
because they have lit it up together in the preseason. It's got to go better so. than the Moncrief connection. Yes, and Dante no Moncrief is absolutely terrible. So He's trash. We will catch up with you guys next week after week three of the NFL action. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 